Indian and cowboy, indigenous, independent, and listener-supported, rooted firmly at the intersection between digital media, podcasting, and indigenous storytelling. And welcome to Orokensu Squawa Kitsikisakuk, Metis in Space, Molly Swainitsiagasan, Chelsea Valnitsigasan. Oh, who's going to meet in? Mantusakai meet in. Right. So we have a really super episode here for you today. <laughs> That's not going to be the last one of those. Uh, we are watching some Superman. Uh, this is probably going to be a short one. Yeah, because, you know, it's a short show and yeah, it's and not like super complex. No, there's not a whole lot of depth or profundity going on. Right. I think the moral is that uh, indigenous people just need Superman to come wrestle a gorilla for us. <laughs> and I think, yeah. I mean, maybe it is profound, right? Maybe it's like the literal gorilla and also the gorilla that exists within each of us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, hmm. it's up to you to decide, listener. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, before so before we get into it though, let's yeah. uh, just describe the drink of the evening. Oh yeah, so we were like, okay, what is more American than Superman? Literally, the only thing that's more American than Superman is really crappy watery beer. So mm. the drink of this evening is crappy watery beer, and I gotta say, I was going to go for this like Pabst light blue silver bullet sort of whatever ultra bro drink. But I literally couldn't lift my hand to take it out of the fridge at the dip. <laughs> so instead, I went for the next best thing, Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yeah. So the drink of the evening is PBR, That's which in Montreal anyway is just about the crappiest, nastiest beer you can get. But the hipsters love it. But the hipsters love it. So yeah. cheers, hipsters. Clink. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, not me. Mm-hmm. No, just not me. There's no non-alcoholic beer that I'm willing to drink. Yeah. So just no. And even when Chelsea was drinking, she wouldn't touch yeah, I wouldn't, this ever. No way. Just not. All right. I'm just going to move a bit closer to the microphone here. Ah. Yeah, shove your belly under the table. Yeah. Like just that. like. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Episode eight, by the way. Yeah. Can I just say wow? Can Can I just say we're in a race against time? We here? are. I I'm really feeling it. Right? Yeah. Because it's like, yeah. I want I want to do I want to get through the second season before I pop. Yeah, we got um, goals. Okay. Yeah. This exactly. is this is why we're releasing this like four days after. We yeah, yeah, yeah. Or can we do it? Can we do it? I don't know. Like I've got like supposedly I've got two weeks left, but it could literally be any moment. Uh, yeah. So if yeah. Um, if you start hearing like screaming and crashing, it's either the metaphorical gorilla has <laughs> yeah. come through the window, or Chelsea's going into order. It's now. All right. Yeah. Okay. So we yes, uh, we watched the Adventures of Superman, uh, the old 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 show from the fifties. Uh, in fact. It- ever old well it's yeah it was <laughs> so old it's so great it's so great so it was um 1953 we're talking here mm-hmm. and it's season two episode 14 uh jungle devil and here's the description of the show so daily planet reporters clark lois and jimmy head into a treacherous jungle searching for a scientific expedition which has vanished the local natives prove quite hostile to the intruders because the jeweled eye of a native idol has apparently been stolen yep all right. Pretty, pretty classic sort of plot. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The natives are restless. The natives are restless, and Superman's going to and in the way of science. Us. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Oh, well, yeah. Totally. Indians versus science. <laughs> so uh, yeah, let's get into it. Oh boy, it, this is gonna be so fast. Like yeah, there, there's almost nothing that actually happens. But I, I love the I love the intro to the show because it's so yeah. cheesy. Like the props and everything. And yeah. this is black and white, right? So. Um, yeah, and you see, like, you see uh, Superman standing there in space, and his cape is waving Yeah, his space. cape, yeah, yeah. You know, of course. And then it, like, it kind of, like, you know, waves, <laughs> yeah. like, waves kind of overtake the screen, and then all of a sudden he's like, Clark Kent, in his, like, super broad-shouldered oh my God. suit, and his, like, yeah. outrageous fedora. That suit, like, so he, he's, he's got, like, that total, like, um, you know, like, triangle form. Mm-hmm. Like, just wide, wide shoulders, yeah. and super boxy shoulders, and then he's just, like... 
Yeah, that was a wild suit. I don't yeah. think a lot of people could pull that suit off anymore. I, I honestly, I can't imagine it ever being pulled. Like, that must have been 50s style. Neither of us are really old enough to... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this is that, kind of beyond. Is that a thing? Anyway, so the guy playing Superman is George Reeves. Yeah. Father um, of Christopher Reeves. <laughs> I'm about, I guess. I, w- I was I wondering know. that too. Probably it must not. Be. No, it must be. I, I feel like this is something we should know. I know. Oh, this is this is our like. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not nerdy enough in this area. Okay. Somebody must know. Yeah. Well, well I mean, get at us. We're not going to stop to Google it because no, we're in a race not. against time. So. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Okay. And 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 uh, the the brilloed hair and everything like. Yeah. Just wow. intense. And the unbelievable misogyny. Oh my goodness. Oh wow. <laughs> wow. And the whole like um. So everybody's heard like the the opening to Superman and uh, but that whole like truth justice and the American way like it's just. Dun, da, da, yeah. da, 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 da. Oh my goodness! Superman is just so all-American. Yeah, it was it was intense when like you know men could still be men and yeah. America was still America and <laughs> everything was still itself. Like, right for like a very brief fabled period of time. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. when white supremacy was still somewhat more appropriate than today. <laughs> So we uh, after after those wonderful opening credits, um, we we zoom in on this like indigenous idol. That's so sad. Yeah, it's like this. It's the saddest idol I've ever seen. <laughs> like you just got these huge lips that are just like so like so downturned, frowny, and like, it's like hugging itself. It's, yeah, it's huddled. You yeah. know, they they built like a little fire altar or something in front of it. it looks like it's trying to like warm up. Yeah, and <laughs> it's so sad. It's in this like uh, you know, it's kind of in a raised platform, um, like made out of straw, which is not really advisable around a fire. But like whatever, you know what? What do what do Indigenous people know about no. fire? Nothing. No. We just got it like two days ago. <laughs> it's fine. And you notice right away that it has like uh, you know, a, a one diamond eye and one empty socket, mm-hmm. which is maybe why it's so sad. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, then it cuts to three uh, people wearing safari gear. Everybody's wearing safari gear. Yes, it's amazing. Uh, Two of them are white people, and one of them is a horrible Mexican stereotype. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, with the the straw hat and the really thick accent. And the mustache. Just, you you know it. You know it. You can picture it. Yeah, so apparently, obviously, he's in the guide role. Yeah. And then you you have the blonde. Yeah. And, And she's... Not having more fun. No. And they're supposed to... <laughs> and, and the old guy, right? So it, it's funny because, like, you know, I think she's supposed to be pretty young, as, as blondes are supposed to be. And he's he's kind of... I think he was going gray. Like, it's hard to yeah, tell the black but he's and white. definitely old. Yeah, he's, he's old. He's got the mustache and everything. And, and they're married. See, I yeah. thought it was, like, maybe, like, a creepy prof student thing going right. on, but they're married. It's probably a creepy prof student thing going on. And they're married. Ooh. Yeah. So it, it's never clear what their science supposedly is, you know? I think just yeah. by, I think just by, by being white, they are science. They are science. Right. Well, that's just it. It's like, you get about, like, three different stories, like... Mm-hmm. First, I thought they were anthropologists, Mm -hmm. because he talks about now the names will never be our friends. Then I thought that they were maybe, like, I don't know, ethnobotanists or something, because they're looking to find some kind of drug. Yeah. And then I thought they were maybe chemists, because he's talking about coal and diamonds. But you're right, though. They're just just science. They're all the sciences. So they they just come in with all of the sciences and apply any of the sciences that they need as they need them. Right. Yeah, capital S scientists. So there we go. Um, So you find out that they're being trapped by uh, the native people um, and that they've taken their boots so that they can't run away because if they try to run away, snakes will get them first. <laughs> I was like, holy uh, dang. That's that's crafty. So yeah. if you want to capture science, take the boots off the scientists. Yeah. that's hey. Scientists have very tender little uh, pigleys there. <laughs> so the, the woman comes running in and uh, she's like, the, you know, the guards are gone, the guards are gone, let's go. What are you going to do? Just wait for these savages to cook, cook us in a pot? Because <laughs> you know what? I know. It's the 50s. Cannibals, though. No, but cannibals are such a huge fear. Like, yeah, native yeah, yeah. cannibals. And oh this, my pop, this pops up like four times during the episode. This episode is like, you know, has like one plot point the whole thing. <laughs> and it's whether or not these people are cannibals. Can you imagine if, if if we could like grab these people out of the fifties and just bring them right here and be like, hey, there's like there's a there's a show that just like uh, just is is centered on it on a, on this like really cool cannibal guy and everybody likes the cannibal guy and you know cannibalism is like a thing that people like are interested in 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 watching shows about like they would just be like what wait are you talking about like 
Hannibal. Oh, okay, I thought you like Survivor Man. Just no, no, no. I mean, like, like. So there's this this fear of cannibalism, which over for whatever reason has now turned into this like fascination with white cannibalism. Like, yeah, I don't know. No, but that's that's weird. I think the, the thing with white cannibalism is like cannibalism has always kind of ever been a racialized thing, right? Like, yeah, it's like meant to show how subhuman you are, and so now it's like this very like. European white guy who looks really weird, can we yeah. just say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sort of, you know, but, it, it's but like, he's like upper crust, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, that's why it's fascinating, right? It, it, it's like, it's it's these these cultured, educated, you know, erudite, charming white cannibals versus like, you know, and, and doing it for whatever reason. Uh, and, and then you have like indigenous cannibals yeah. who are well, just like yeah totally well it's like you know it's like the mob versus gangs yeah right? it's like yeah, yeah. When white people do it it's like the Sopranos yeah. it's like Boardwalk Empire like ooh <laughs> right. we love to be appalled but then yeah. it's like gangs and it's like oh no you know they're just thugs like whatever yeah, yeah. right just, like it's it's really yeah it's it's yeah. weird it's weird yeah cannibalisms 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 there you go <laughs> <laughs> so. uh... So anyway, um, the the blonde woman is not successful in getting them to try to escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, she decides she's gonna run off in her mum pants. <laughs> yeah, oh, wow, those, those are some serious, serious mom, pants. mom pants. Yeah, <laughs> I've never seen anything. Yeah, like that. and then brown men with spears just appear. Yeah, this is one of the best parts of this whole thing. <laughs> is like the indigenous people literally are every other imaginable race. Yeah, except for indigenous. Exactly. Like you've got some East Asians there. Yeah, I think got, the, yeah. the witch doctor was definitely East Asian. Yeah. I was like. You gotta, All right. Some of these guys are, you know, and they're and these are not young guys. Like, no, you're, you're kind of age. expecting. Yeah, you're kind of expecting like, like, uh, you know, shirtless, muscled, rippled. You know, you know, you're hoping, right? Yeah. Like, if your people are going to be so horribly stereotyped, at least they can be easy on the eyes, right? But Superman can't even get us that. No, no, no. They, I, I think they just like went out into like a public square and just like pointed at all the brown people that were in the area and were like, you, you, you. Let's let's go do this. Yeah. Let's go shoot. And this. it was fucking 1953, right? So they could do that. Yeah, yeah. Like, so <laughs> you got the guys with like the you know the the really receding hairlines and like just like oh my gosh, just it's so the guy that's clearly like. I don't know, just, like, hangs out in front of his TV with a beer <laughs> yeah. when he's not at work. And, like, you know. <laughs> and dressed in the most outrageous, like, there's no color, so I don't know what, what they were working with there. But, like, you know, a mishmash of, like, what looked like, uh, like, stereotypical African, um, you know, African. And I say that, like, in the in, in that general sense, because, like, you know, there's no, there's literally, Africa is a country, right? <laughs> I mean, Superman probably thinks Africa is yeah, a country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so these, these shields... And then you've got, like, spears with, like, little feathers on them. And then yeah. you have, like, various headdresses. But, like, mishmash. Yeah, I was seeing some, like, it looked like some Australian Aboriginal-style headdresses. <laughs> yeah. It looked like some maybe more, like, quote-unquote, like, maybe African-style. Right. And it looked like maybe some, like, North and South America. Like, yeah. Like, it was, you know. And, and we weren't sure at first, like, where where this was supposedly taking place. Like, yeah. is this supposed to be somewhere in Africa? Is this somewhere in South America or Central America? Where are they? I don't even think they know. No, it's a jungle too. Yeah, it's a jungle, and there are jaguars. We were like, oh, South America, but then they also said that there are lions there. So we were like, wait, (laughs) hold on. Yeah, it was really confusing. I think I think that they were just it was a stand-in for indigeneity everywhere, right? Yeah, Yeah. I think I think that's actually just it. It's like let's just it's heart of darkness wherever we say it is. Yes. (laughs) Yep. Like the heart of darkness isn't a real place or a real organ, you know. So anyway, it was it was a mess. So why why are they uh, why why are they captured anyway? Well, they're captured and they're going to be sacrificed on the next full moon because the sad Indian idol has lost one of its diamond eyes because the blonde who was going to have more fun uh, <laughs> picked up this huge diamond out of this idol's eye and was looking at it and then somehow managed to drop it into a like puddle that is quicksand at the bottom. Yeah. And she's like, I wasn't going to steal it. Just I look just at it. To look at it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Oh my god. Scientific buddy. curiosity. And also, diamonds are a girl's best friend. <laughs> 1953 is amazing. Uh, so, yeah, so it's like fading out or whatever, and you also hear, um, you know, I wasn't going to steal it, I just wanted to look at it. And then her husband, prof guy, says, We've lost any chance of making friends with these people. No, at least there's other people to make friends with. Yeah, yeah. assuming that you don't get human sacrificed, maybe cannibalized right. in the meantime. But right. anyway. Just dangers of science, man. Yeah. So you cut to the Daily Planet, which is the tallest building on Earth, I guess, because <laughs> yes. there's this huge scene where it just pans up and up and up and up yeah. this skyscraper. 
Uh, and you hear that they're actually in, what is it, Zinya? Zinaya. Zinaya. Yeah. And so they've got this map up there that, that, that says Zinaya. Uh, it's unexplored jungle, 10,000 10, kilometers or miles square, whatever, of, of unexplored jungle. Yeah, of unexplored mystery country yeah. that is definitely not America. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, it doesn't give you any clue as to where it is like geographically yeah. in relationship to the rest of the I, world. I think the only thing that actually matters is that it's not America. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, And, and Clark, for some reason, is supposed to go find them or whatever. Yeah, this doesn't seem really like the job for a journalist. Yeah, but... and how they even know that they're, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Somehow he's going to get the scoop and somehow save them also and write a really good news article about right. it. That, this, is, this is real investigative journalism, by the way, journalists. Yeah. If you don't go out and risk cannibalism, you know, in, in the service of science, you're not a real journalist. Yeah. If you don't go to not America. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you better go to not America. Yeah. And risk. Yeah. Go to not America. <laughs> anyway, so uh, he's talking to Jimmy Olsen. Who is a character that I don't know because I am not a million years old. Dude, how do you not know who Jimmy Olsen is? Haven't you seen any of the Superman reboots? No. Haven't you haven't seen the Christopher Reeves one? Like No. Just how how, what do you mean? He's a fucking Keener. I hate Keeners. Well, yeah, but it's it's still I know, sorry, my Americana, it's it's literally just because I'm not a trillion years old. (laughs) She has been like throwing those barbs over in this direction. And they're, and they're sticking. I'm telling you. I, I bleed. I bleed. Yep. All right. It's getting messy. So Jimmy Olsen. I've got stains <laughs> on my clothing. Anyway, yeah, Jimmy Olsen is there. Who is a man of color, question mark? Jimmy Olsen? No. Okay. No, he's, he's like a little red-headed. Okay, because he dropped a little bit of Spanish, and I was like, oh, maybe this is a, a, like a POC in 1953. Yeah, but I guess not. No. He's red-headed? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. often depicted as being red-headed. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe he's, he's Irish. <laughs> Denny, uh, yeah, those are going to go there. They are for basically POC, right? Just <sighs> totally kidding. Anyway, so yeah, so he's talking to Jimmy. Jimmy wants to come. Jimmy's not going to come. And then Lois rocks up in yeah. her Sparger outfit. And <laughs> oh my god, wow, wow, uh, Clark mansplains. Like something fierce, and he's he's not just like a little bit like he's he's like kind of like oh little lady, you know. He's like totally patronizing. Like yeah. he takes on this tone with her, kind of like I like I. I bristled so hard, I actually didn't even hear what I you were saying. Like, I, I don't think I've ever encountered that tone. Yes. It's like, so, that was the tone of 1953. Like, yeah. I haven't even heard a parent talk to their child like that. Right? Like, that would be, that for me, just hearing that, like, I immediately wanted to throat punch somebody. I know. Like, preferably him. so patronizing. I think, well, I can't even remember the actual line, because I think you and I just, we had yeah. to pick our jaws up off the yeah. floor. It was something along the lines of... Oh, little lady, you've been shopping. What's that you've got on? Are you going to, you know, go walk down Fifth Avenue in that little outfit or something like that? Yeah, it's just terrible. Oh, my God. She just just acted like it was normal, which it probably was. You know? Oh, Clark Kent, ha, 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 just kidding. But then she leaves the smackdown. She's like, actually, I got special permission from the boss. Yeah. And I'm going on this with you because I'm a real journalist and not a putz like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, he even, the way he talks to, to Jimmy Olsen, like, he talks down to Jimmy as, like, a, you know, as a kid, kind of, right? But he still sounds way more respectful oh, yeah. towards He's, Jimmy. Yeah, totally. And they've got that man thing going. He even had that, like, smear, like, that slimy sneer on his face when he was talking to her, like, oh, you're so cute, little girl. Like, yeah, it was. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then he wow. also says, literally says, the jungle is no place for a woman. Oh, my gosh. Yo, the jungle is the only place for me after this. <laughs> And see me with that jungle all the time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. As long as you're not there, Clark Kent. Fuck you. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, this is why we're always explicit. It's Molly's fault. It's my fault. It's Clark Kent's fault. Yeah. But Jimmy's a Jimmy's a scamp. He's not gonna he's not gonna take no, no for an answer. He's got that Irish spirit. <laughs> so yeah, so they tell him that he can't come, but they're gonna go, and he's like, oh, I wanna go with the grown-ups. Yeah. So he sneaks on to the world's most luxurious and poorly secure plane. <laughs> yeah. It was interesting because, again, 50s, you know, none of the security that you would expect these days. Uh, yeah, he just he just gets on the plane and the, and the pilot's like, cool, can you, like, uh, keep an eye out on it for me? I gotta go do some stuff. So he's left alone in the plane. Yeah. And he stows away. Like the 17-year-old intern or whatever. Yeah. Stows away in, in, in the baggage, the huge baggage compartment. Yeah. Nobody checks on him. Nothing. Nope. Nope. They're just like, good thing that kid kept his eye on this really nice plane for me. <laughs> uh, and yeah. uh, then... 
so yeah, then Lois and Clark get on the plane, and it's so nice. There are like real curtains on the windows. Yeah, there's like tons of leg room. Lots of space. Like super plush. They're yeah. just chilling out. Nobody got searched. Nobody got pat down. Somebody got, you know, radar or whatever the is that they do to you in there. <laughs> Nobody got sent to Syria, including when Jimmy like pops out of yeah. the back of the plane. Like here I am. <laughs> Could you imagine if somebody tried to do that now? Oh yes, I can imagine. Like, it would it would be an ugly ugly. It thing. would be an international incident. Yeah. Oh for sure. But this one, it's, you know, and I, like, the thing is, is, like, I don't think this is necessarily out of the realm of possibility. Right. I think part of it is probably in the 50s, not a lot of people were flying, so yeah. they didn't necessarily know a lot about the process. Right. And, and but security also, like, was was so not the issue in the yeah. same way then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all they, all they had to worry about was, like, nuclear war breaking out while they were flying. Yeah. yeah. Which, like, you know, maybe you want to be on a plane in that case. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so they're all eating, and then the pilot rocks into the back, and is just chilling out with Lois and Clark. Like, which was the funniest part. And then he's like, I brought you lunch. And he, like, busts out a thermos and, like, pours them coffee and gives them sandwiches. Yeah, the in-flight service. Turkey sandwiches and coffee. Yeah, by the pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While the plane is flying. The plane is flying on on autopilot. On autopilot with a cracked out port side engine. Right. Which was also hilarious. So that that happens a little bit later, but we might as well. So Jimmy, Jimmy smells the coffee, right? And he comes out. And they were all like, oh my gosh, what are you doing here? And then, uh, you know, they're joking about how he doesn't get any turkey sandwiches. He gets, he gets, you know, was it dry? away rations. Yeah, dry, dry bread and cold water. And they're like, ha, ha, ha. And then they give him the sandwich, you know, like. Yeah. That was it. That was instead his punishment. Of, instead of sending him to a secret prison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be not tortured. Yeah. Enhanced interrogated. Yeah. Right. Oh God. Jesus. So then we're back. We're back in the, I don't know, it's not even a village. It's like the indigenous clearing <laughs> it's it's like barely even a clearing. It's just like it's by like, the path. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. This little this little place by the path. And the dancing. Oh my god. Oh my they god. Start dancing. This okay. We've seen a lot of bad dancing, and we've seen a lot of bad drumming. But I think this takes the cake. This was the worst. <laughs> this is so bad. The worst drumming I've ever seen. And the dancing was literally. Oh, this is like, like I don't even know. Like the this way is white sh- hippies at the powwow. Yeah, this is white hippies like, at the powwow. The way that fundamentalist Christians start shaking before they start speaking in tongues. Oh, that was this. It was so bad. It was so bad. It's just like like I could just hear the director's like directions. Just be like, okay, now flail about. Yeah, <laughs> flail harder, more savagely. And there's there's their their holy man, or they later call him the witch doctor. He keeps using this flash powder, so he throws, it, he throws it into the <laughs> It's the, the kind fire. of flash powder that, like, nefarious villains use to make their getaways. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you'll never catch me, ha-ha! <laughs> right, and he disappears. Like, gone in a puff of smoke. Yeah, yeah. so he's, he's doing it in front of the idol and everything. And then uh, some of the captives, the, the, the terrible, uh, you know, uh, Latino stereotype there, he's talking about this jungle devil. That these people, that the indigenous people are afraid of, apparently. So he's as big as a man, has a big tail, his arms could break a man in two, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, kind of white guy, white white scientist is like, well, sounds like a gorilla. I just you know don't hear many gorillas around here. Yeah, and not that it matters at this point because they're going to be sacrificed to it. Yeah. So I don't know, but then. You know, that's all you hear. It's like, oh, it sounds like it might be a gorilla, and then you get a little bit more of, like, the native flavor. Yeah, more and of then, the wonderful dancing. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, it goes back to the pilot, uh, who Superman ends up bullying into, like, scouting. He's like, I don't know, Clark, like, this plane, like, this one engine's kind of going out, we don't have that much gas left, like, I think we should just go land. And Clark's yeah. like, no, this is where, you know, these people have last been spotted, these scientists, like, we should check it out. And he, he, the pilot's finally, like... Okay, I guess. Yeah, and they're and they're supposed to the the pilot wanted to land at Costa Arena, so then I was like, okay, so this is supposed to be in like you know the Americas or something, but again, it very unclear. No, yeah, like probably know. it could have like I kind of imagine the writer sitting down and be like, what's a South American sounding name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rainforest, rain, reina, <laughs> coastal, coast. You know, like. It's impossible to tell. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's Sandy Beach, but yeah. Yeah. You know. Oh, is it? Well, okay. Costa Arena. No, like, uh, Sandy, Sandy Coast. Okay. Yeah, but well, it's just like... there's my lack of Spanish coming yeah. Um, But still, it, oh my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah, so they they sort of... Everybody has to take a side of the plane, you know, like, you look out this window, I'll look out this window. And Superman goes into the back into the baggage compartment, he's going to look out that window. And, you know, he gets in there and, and then he turns into Superman. Turns into Superman. Turns 
Minnesota Superman jumps out the back of the plane. <laughs> and flies around. Yep. And the scientists see him. Yeah. And they're like, wait, is that a bird? <laughs> no, no. I think it's, it's a plane. plane. I think I heard a plane. And yeah. they're like, no. It's like nothing I've ever seen. It was faster than a rocket. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So he, like, looks around, and apparently he spots them. Yeah. And then, uh, so he's back on the plane. Plane is in trouble. They have to make a, a, a crash landing. And Clark uh, guides the pilot to a clearing that Superman, obviously, had seen. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the pilot follows his directions, and they land safely. But he, he's never like, yo, how did you know about this teeny tiny clearing that's, like, way ahead of us when you've never, like, how, how do you know yeah. that? Or, like, how do you know how to land this plane? Yeah. Or why are you so eerily calm about yeah, this yeah. entire situation? Yeah. And, of course, Superman's eerily calm because even if everybody else dies, there's no way such a puny plane crash could kill him. Which I was kind of like, this is a bit freaky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Superman doesn't try to, like, he doesn't try to save the plane. He doesn't try to you know, prevent anybody from injury or death. He's just kind of no. like, doesn't matter. I'm going to walk out of this. Well, I mean, he does. He, he, he makes sure that it lands properly, but like, I don't know. I'm sure you, I'm, I'm sure you would have whipped out the super if he had to. Yes. Uh, I, I was mostly just like, whoa, this got dark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be funny, actually. Then, uh, so when they land safely, they're they're decked out in white explorer gear, so they've got the pith helmets, you know, like uh, the, the yeah. linen and... Like, yeah. Just like... They're just ready to... What was this wearing? A skirt, I think? Yeah, of course. Just like, it's just, I can't even imagine like a heavy, a heavy skirt like that. She has to wear a skirt. But she also grabs the rifle. mm and, like, they're like, oh, little lady, do you know how to use that rifle? And she's like, hell yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and there's all scary nature sounds. The pilot's going to wait with the plane, fix it up and stuff. And then you hear the least rhythmic drums ever. Yeah. Like. <laughs> it was just so bad. Like, like yeah. you have to try to be that non-rhythmic. Like, it was, it was shockingly bad. Like. <laughs> Pay two fifty on iTunes just to watch it for the drums. Like it's so bad. And but apparently they can hear the drums and they realize that it's drums. Like I didn't even notice because it just seems so random. Uh, and we're not lost. Can't you hear those drums? Yeah. And then of course they're like, oh, but you know what about the cannibals who are like banging on the drums? And then Clark lets everybody know that oh no, they're not cannibals. They use these drums the same way that we use the telegraph. The telegraph! <laughs> the trusty old telegraph. Man, I was using the telegraph the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, just to, like, order some pizza. Oh, yeah, pepperoni, stop. Yeah. Extra cheese, stop. It took forever yeah, right? to, like, get that message out. But, you know, when I finally got my pizza back in 1953, <laughs> it was really great. Telegraph. Oh, wow. I'm surprised the hipsters haven't brought back the telegraph. Speaking of hipsters. I guarantee you somebody has. Oh, I Lord. I guarantee you that somebody has out there. I, we could Google it right now. There's probably like a whole, you know, like, because um, they've kind of discontinued Morse code, actually. Like it's, oh, really? Yeah, it's it's not like, like it used to be something that the Boy Scouts taught. And, mm-hmm. You know, it was something that you picked up, but it, it's become less and less used because mm-hmm. there's all sorts of other ways of, of doing things. But... I, I guarantee you that there's a group, a hobby group out there that, like, learns Morse code, and, like, yeah, somebody Does out there the has, like, a really expensive old telegraph. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're probably all, like, telegraph is just such an authentic way of communicating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool. Like, you know, if you... It's some pretty basic stuff. Oh, I don't know. I But but not in that, so like... nerdy. Oh, man. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, well... <laughs> Stop. Okay. Whatever. Pause. <laughs> so anyway, so they decide that they're going to go wander around randomly in this jungle. They have their trusty compass. Then they're surrounded. Yes. Completely surrounded by the natives who are babbling this random collection of syllables and yeah. sounds. Like, it's the worst fake sounding. It's like... When, when you were a kid, did you ever, like, pretend to speak a different language to, yeah. to like, you know, like, to either to, like, piss off your little cousins or something? We just, I want to do it. It was like that. It was like that level of crap. Yeah. Like, just improvise, man. Nobody knows. I think I think at one point the witch doctor is actually, like, explaining to them a thing, and he's actually going, puka puka poo. Yeah. Puka poo. Yeah, he's like, what? The puka puka poo went on for way too long. It was like, oh, my gosh. That was so 
I had that was so bad. So bad. I mean, it's not as bad as like um, if you if you watch Real Engine, there's some there's some uh, some shows where they like they ran the audio backwards to make it sound like in, oh you know my like God. yeah, no, that's fantastic. But the babbling, like like it's something like like a six year old would come up with. Yeah, this is my language. Or like or like if you were to grab like a bunch of random like forty five to fifty one year old men off the street <laughs> yeah. and tell them to speak a native language. Yeah, yeah. You know, like oh it's, my gosh, it's so bad. Yeah, it was it was great. Yeah. And again, like just this random collection of brown people speaking this babbling language, and the the witch doctor, the witch doctor dancing around. <laughs> he just dances everywhere. <laughs> so funny. He's like he looks like he's having a really good time. Yeah, but yeah. Like I wasn't. No, no, it was really awful to watch. And and um, so, so they they're now you got all the white people together, and the the white people that were captured first are like, yeah, they're just those natives. They're kill crazy. They're kill crazy. <laughs> kill oh crazy. my god. I was, <laughs> But then it goes back to, we've been, like, we've seen this a lot, is, like, we're always on a hair trigger. Yeah. Right? We're always ready, just, like, drop of a hat, like, drop of massacre a you. diamond eye. Yeah, yeah. To go from, like, friendly, simple people to, yeah. like, bloodthirsty. Right. And and there's uh, the, the exaggeration about that, too. Like, because how many, there weren't that many massacres that, that were, like, started by Native people, like, especially in the Americas, like... You know, it, it's always been the other way around. But the the few massacres that did happen, quite often in retaliation for way more horrific things, it, it gets so overplayed that it you know it, it seems like that was the ubiquitous reality. When it's like not at all, not at all. Yeah. Well, not only that, but it has to be the reality, right? Because like yeah. you can't just like, <laughs> slaughter a whole bunch of people for hundreds of years. Oh my gosh! Without having some sort of justification that you make up for it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <sighs> so anyway, they're kill crazy. Um, but they decide that, you know, they need to, they need to get the witch doctor to ask, you know, the spirits or the gods or whatever, what they're going to do with all of these intruders. So he throws some more smoke powder into the fire and it poofs up and, uh, the Mexican stereotype, um, lets them know that actually they just need one person to be sacrificed to Mm -hmm. the jungle devil. To replace the diamond eye. Yeah. Yeah. So one eye was taken, one life must be taken. Yeah. And then they throw some more smoke into the fire. Poof. And they realize that the strangers themselves need to decide who's going to be sacrificed. Oh, cruel irony. That would be rough. Yeah. So they, they, they decide to do it in the pith helmet with some, like, white and black balls. Yeah, black some, like, ball. stones or something. Yeah. Superman. Well, Clark Kent is, like, whoever gets the black stone will be the one to be sacrificed. Whoever gets the white stones, you don't have to worry about it. You can just leave. And so then, of course, he uses his totally cool x-ray vision yeah. and chooses first and, of course, chooses the black stone. There he is. And so uh, they take him, they tie him to a pole. They tie him to a pole in front of the crappiest little <laughs> fire. Like, this, like oh, my God. The tiniest little fire. Like, I've never seen a ritual fire so small. <laughs> it is so little. Well, because the fire, he, they're not burning him to death, but the fire needs to be there so that the shaman could, like, put the flash powder in. I guess so, yeah. I guess it's just kind of one of those, like, really convenient little fires yeah. for magic purposes right. or whatever. And, and the witch doctor does exactly that. He throws some flash powder, uh, powder into the fire, and when the smoke clears... It's not Clark Kent anymore, tied to it's a pole. It's Superman! <laughs> and I think he's even got his yes, hands on his hips. Hands on his hips. And his, you know, he's jaw square, and he's looking at them like, ha, look at me. Didn't see that one coming, puny <laughs> <Kiwi> natives. <laughs> and then the jungle devil arrives. Oh, but first, first, they try to stab him with their spears, and their spears oh, all bend. Right, right. Because they're clearly made out of tinfoil, so they're all like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Cannot. No match for Superman. And then the jungle devil comes out. Yeah. And it's this huge gorilla carrying this huge stick. Uh, the gorilla tries to hit him with the big stick. The stick breaks. The gorilla. But, like, but he doesn't even, like, the way, you know, because he just, like, lightly taps him with it. Like, like it, it doesn't even look like he's swinging with any force, right? Yeah. And, and Superman throughout this whole thing as this gorilla jungle devil is attacking him just has no change of expression he's just standing there like ha but like (laughs) i am still superman yeah he flinches a little bit with when some of the dust gets in his eye but yeah (laughs) but no like uh, it was just so cheesy oh my god yeah it was superman did very little very little that was actually heroic stood there yeah so he gets a big rock smashed on him uh yeah blinks a little when the dust gets in his eyes he does a kind of a cool wrestling move on the gorilla yeah throws him down yeah and then uh the gorilla runs away Yep, he's scared off by, by Superman's superness. Yep. So that's that's the climax, people. Yeah, that's that it. is the climax. <laughs> There's really not a lot more going on. No. Now. And then uh, so we, we we zoom back to the rest of the captives captives who are waiting to find out, 
you know, how that went. They see the natives returning, and so they're horrified. Oh, that must mean the end of Clark, right? But no, where's Clark? <laughs> On one of those... Like a platform. Yeah, being carried. Yes. Yeah, he is now the hero. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like he... in 300, like Xerxes, but like way less spectacular. Like yeah, yeah. two logs and I don't even know, like a sling in between them. And he's just sitting there like all cocky and jaunty, like, hey, this is where I belong, carried yeah. by natives. Yeah. Because he defeated the jungle devil, and he saved the chief's life. Yeah. He is yeah. the white warrior. He is also just like a smug bastard. Oh, yeah. Holy crap. Kind of like, this is what I do on a regular day. Yeah. <laughs> and then he explains to everybody, the jungle devil, ha, there was no jungle devil. There was just a circus gorilla that escaped the circus. Yeah. Out in the middle of the jungle. Zanaya or wherever. Yeah. <laughs> but they're, yeah. they're told then, the, the native people are like, well, okay, fine. So we don't have to kill you now, but... Because the diamond is lost, you all have to leave and you can never come back. And the woman, the scientist woman, is just so disappointed. And Clark can't have that. This is a woman no. being disappointed. Yeah. You he's can't got, get in the way of science. He's got to take care of her. Yeah. He's got to take care of her. He's got to take care of science. He's Clark Kent, by God. Yeah. So we kind of skipped over this part, but a little bit earlier, there's this, the old man scientist professor, husband guy. <laughs> does this whole exposition because Clark is like looking for stones and he finds this huge chunk of coal just laying around. And so the scientist does this whole exposition about how, you know, the, the coal, if you heat it long enough and with enough pressure, it'll actually turn into diamonds. And like, isn't that interesting and seemingly irrelevant to this episode, (laughs) but wait, but of course not. It's not irrelevant. No, because then Kent goes to look for the lost diamond, quote unquote, in this like tiny little puddle that apparently has quicksand underneath. Yeah. This is the one puddle. So ridiculous. Um, and then kind of hears this voiceover in his head, like, with enough pressure and over thousands of years, blah, blah, blah. So then he takes this coal into his fist and squeezes it, and you see smoke coming out of it. Yeah, that which was is great. pretty awesome. And then just, like, opens his palm, and there's, like, this perfectly cut yeah. giant diamond. Yeah, it's not just, like, a raw diamond. No, it's perfectly no. cut. And, and this yeah. is not the only time, by the way, if you know anything about Superman, that he makes a diamond. This is not the only time he does it. But, yes, of course. Do you think perfectly he cut. diamonds? <laughs> well, that would be a lot of pressure that yeah. everything's under. He, he is super, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that, that's a question to be answered another day. Or perhaps never. So, yeah. So then he uh, scoops his hand into the fountain and pulls it up and opens his hand for everybody and shows them the diamond. And they're all like, wow, you are really good at finding things, Clark Kent. <laughs> and then he goes and he puts the exactly matching diamond yeah. back into the sad idol's other eye. And the water... <laughs> This is the best part of the entire episode. You get a single tear A single down. tear drips down from the wet diamond. You get an Iron Ice Cody happening. Like, so... Like, <laughs> that was pre-Iron Ice Cody, too. Wow. Like, How, Iron Ice Cody yeah, stole okay, yeah. that from Superman. I was just thinking... And this is why we're explicit, by the way, I warn you now. I was just thinking, you know, there's all these, like, awful names that people come up with for, like, sexual positions and stuff like that. I'm the Iron Ice Cody. The Iron Ice Cody! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Actually, I have stories that, anyway. No, okay. But yeah, let's not, we're not <laughs> So, anyway, now they can come back. And and this is... And do their uber science. Yeah, and, they were, and, and the, the natives are like, oh, you know, white medicine man can come back and we'll give him... We'll teach him... This is where it was like, is this ethnobotany? Like, we'll show him the magic plants or something? I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't even paying attention like, at that this point. Like, this is a mishmash of, like... Geography, a mishmash of indigeneity, a mishmash of science. Like, it's just all like, yeah. I don't know. And in the meantime, the other thing that is so hilarious and interesting about this is the only people in this jungle who are native, supposedly, they're all these like middle aged dudes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This entire like society is made up of just <laughs> these like scantily clad, paunchy <laughs> middle aged dudes. Yeah. Which is basically, isn't that basically what Germans who play Indians, isn't that basically them? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's the ultimate, maybe that's where they started. (laughs) Maybe they saw Superman and they were like, oh my god, I could be a native warrior too. Oh my god. It was, I mean, it's 1953, what do you expect? But but what was interesting too is... um, when we're we're looking at that date, uh, to, you know, thinking back to like how long ago this was made, Molly was like, "Oh yeah, this is uh, this is at the same time that that in the states they were enacting like their termination policies." Yeah. So what 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 did we look up there? Because that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, basically, termination policy in the states is kind of almost 
surreal how closely it mirrors what was going on in Canada, but basically 1953, the termination policy was kind of like their white paper. So mm-hmm. basically, like, the tribes, like, hundreds of tribes ceased to exist. Yeah, um, but they enacted it. That's yeah. the thing. It's like, yeah, you're, it, we're looking at, like, the numbers. That was something like 118 or something. Tribe, yeah. Or 108 tribes that were that were completely just, disenrolled. Like, yeah, just, just ceased completely. to exist. Yeah, and, like, uh, two and a half million square acres or square miles or something of land was up. reappropriated yeah. into the United States and all bought and, like, like particularly, you know, tribes that had really resource-rich lands mm. just ceased to yeah. exist there. Oh my god! Yeah, and it was just like federally. Yeah, and and the thing, I mean, this is this has happened throughout Canada as well. Like, um, I've got relatives uh, in Michelle's band, and you know, bands that were completely like enfranchised and ceased to have any land base. But, but I don't think it happened. Um, like to such a large scale. Mm-hmm. Like when I like I knew that that had happened in the states, but I didn't realize like how big it was. Like yeah. I've been learning a little little bit about um, you know, just like the state versus federal recognition and 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 stuff like that, but like whoa, mm-hmm. that's a that's a huge chunk of people mm-hmm. and, and tribes that just disappear. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's interesting that too that they had to take it all the way to the jungle, right? Because yeah. part of this might be just the fact that like by this point termination the termination policy came into effect in 53, but, like, termination as a practice had yeah. been happening for a while before that. Right, right. You know, say, like, a decade before that or yeah. something. So, the, by that point in the American imagination... There's no that time there's, there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, right. you got to go, you got to go to a foreign country go to find yeah. indigenous people. Yeah, that's really... And, and also, I mean, it's it's more comfortable when you take it outside. Oh, absolutely. Anyway, but, yeah. but, yeah, that's, that's really disturbing. Mm-hmm. So, so, anyway, America... America... Fuck yeah! Yeah, <laughs> go go America, go Superman! All right. Uh, oh, we have to we have to figure out what we're gonna rate this out of. Too. Oh yeah. Oh, but before we do that, do you hear that? Oh yeah. Oh, what's oh, that sound? It's oh, coming in. Okay, we got a dispatch coming in. Cool. Dispatches from the future. Incoming in three, two, one. So from up here, um, we're we're able to see a lot of landing crafts uh, showing up in different areas of the world. Um, as everybody is aware, we many of our relations that uh, that left during uh, the Great Upsetling are deciding to come back. Um, but we anticipated just a few ships. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, we didn't really get a good sense of, of, of how many people were going to be coming. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we were really expecting this many. No, it, it's know. been it's been a constant stream. Like I I'm not sure exactly how many um, are are there right now, but I mean we were expecting maybe. A couple thousand. Mm-hmm. I and think it looks like I think we're like the count currently is at like over a million and a half. Right. So it's it's just way more than we were you know expecting and had the capacity to kind of take on. So we're feeling a little bit overwhelmed. It's it's really amazing to watch from up here, and I think people are having a pretty hard time down below. Yeah, a lot of communities are, are getting together and and trying to make sure that there's accommodations for people, that there's food, um, but of course there's a lot of confusion and and um, it just there's people are just running out of space to house uh, the, the the people that are coming back. Mm. Um, and I'm not sure what can be done. Uh, everything right now is very temporary, um, but it looks like people are coming to stay, uh, at least, you know, for, for the foreseeable future, right? So I'm, I'm not sure exactly how that's going to work because y- you have such an influx of population, it's it's putting a lot of pressure on the, the immediate environment. So mm-hmm. it's a little disheartening. Yeah, and it also looks like, you know, because I think there is so much confusion, and I think that people aren't necessarily communicating uh, that quickly or that well, um, kind of amidst everything that's happening. But what we're also seeing from up here is it looks like there are some, like, large swaths of land being cleared yeah. at the moment. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, just trees and uh, animals just being pushed out and taken out and down. Yeah, a lot of clear-cutting and um, burning, mm-hmm. which is really something that doesn't tend to happen very much anymore, uh, except in areas where that makes, you know, ecological sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you can see where, where people are coming into some of the more, um, you know, uh, lived in places and, and all of a sudden there's just, it's, it's just being cleared right around, mm-hmm. uh, within the, the, you know, a, a space of a few days even. Yeah. Yeah. We've been hearing a little bit of, uh, some of what's been going on down there and, and a word that keeps popping up is monocropping. Yeah. I, and I think that that seems connected to this, this clear cutting that's been happening. It seems like the, the Munioak who are coming down, uh, are wanting to, do this thing called monocropping where it sounds like what they're doing is they're just 
planting one thing in all of this vast space. But they, you know, without even asking permission of the people living there, of the animals that are already living there, of the plants, just, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and and, and the thing is, it's like the the really destructive way that they've gone about clearing, um, everybody's been trying to be really tolerant of that, but uh, it's it's quite painful. Um, It's doing a lot of immediate damage, and then this weird monocropping thing i i'm not even sure like i, I mean I, I know that it's destructive to the soil like mm-hmm. i know that it's we all know that it's destructive and and it's a thing that doesn't get done anymore, anymore. so it's, at all mm-hmm. that's that's the thing is like these they seem they seem to be really old-fashioned yeah and um you know they're they're calling it you know their their agricultural tradition mm-hmm. that they're drawing upon but this tradition is is one that's it's obviously very very destructive and that we've kind of moved past and yeah. kind of uh, discarded as something that's not useful to us, but they're they're not really paying much attention to that. They're they're saying that they need to do this monocropping thing. They're saying that they need to start um, accumulating wealth and supplies, which also doesn't necessarily make sense. It's yeah. you know when we're at now, it's the middle of summer, right? Like we we don't need to necessarily start putting stuff away at the at the yeah. rate that they seem to want to yet. Yeah. So um, we're not sure, you know. That being said, we're we're happy to have them here. Yeah, um, I mean, it's uh, we're, we're certainly um, everybody's is pitching in to help. There, you know, we you can't just turn them away, um, and everybody is trying as best as they can to accommodate the the needs and desires of, of our returning um, you know relatives. It's just uh, I, like it's just the sheer numbers. I think the sheer numbers mm-hmm. and the quickness with which they have um, they've cleared so much land and have begun. Um, this this project that they apparently had mined all along. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, that's kind of the thing too. Is they they don't seem like they're they're coming in as you think that you would. You know, like respectfully coming yeah. to somebody else's territory or land and yeah. following the protocols and you know making yourself useful in in whatever ways that you can. Mm-hmm. Like that, they just kind of came in. Yeah, with like an agenda that yeah, they seem to be yeah. fulfilling. So I think it's gonna. You know, I think things are gonna settle down once they've been here for a while and once they've kind of learned a little bit and kind of, you know, step back a little bit, but I can right. definitely see how that anxiety around maybe having that scarcity and, and that lack of stability is kind of maybe pushed them towards this. So, yeah, I guess they're looking for things that are familiar. Mm-hmm. Well, in any case, it's, it's, it's quite interesting, um, you know, having all these people come back and sharing their experiences. They've been away for a really long time and, you know, that's interesting too, just mm-hmm. hearing about, um, you know, what life has been like for them since, yeah. since, uh, their ancestors left. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while, so I think we're going to have a lot to teach each other, and I'm, I'm really excited to see how this plays yeah, out. for sure. Yeah. Well, this is sort of making more sense. Things are starting to kind yeah, of come together yeah, yeah. a little bit with yeah. the dispatches. Yeah. Because So you have this flood of, of, like, immigration or returning from mm-hmm. these people who decided that they were going to leave after the kids at uh, you know, move away from... What they, they were, it seems like they were uh, freaking out, thinking that they were going to be persecuted, right? Mm. So they left before they could be persecuted. Yep. <laughs> and then they end up coming back, and that explains some of the weird conflicts and things that have been going on. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like things really escalate, and we haven't yeah. we haven't heard anything from ourselves from past that first right. really intense kind of battle that was going on. So, Like, I'm assuming that we aren't dead I mean, can future? we assume that? No, I don't, maybe not, eh? Yeah, it's hard. It's hard with the timeline thing. Yeah, like the whole yeah. timeline thing is just—I don't know. Anyway, let's yeah, well, let's you let's know, let's hope we're not. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're we're maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Um. In any case, we need to rate this business. Right. This mm-hmm. business, indeed. <laughs> business in the poop sense. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna we're gonna rate this out of mansplaining superheroes, uh, on a scale of one to five. One being like, you know, amazing. Wait, bad? Yes. <laughs> we bad. This up. One being bad. Amazingly bad. It's terrible. And, and five being just wonderful and definitely watch it over and over again. Um, so I'm going to give this one mansplaining superhero. Um, or, you know, no, I'm going to give it zero mansplaining superheroes because this is just crap. <laughs> I mean, like, I kind of like watching some of the older, you know, like the, the Twilight Zone episodes, some of the older shows um, can still have... You know, it, just because it was made in the 50s or whatever doesn't mean it has to suck. But, like, this sucked. This just sucked. Um, I think just the, you know, the, the crappy rhythm, uh, the, the, the dancing witch doctor, the, the random, like, brown people uh, meant to represent indi- indigenous people. At le- I mean, it, at least it wasn't, like, white guys in red face. 
but I mean, probably there were a few though. I did. I I'm, was. I'm I was really willing, looking I'm for that. I'm not willing to go. I'm not willing to go that far. I, I don't know. I, I couldn't it, even tell when white people were white in this <laughs> yeah. show. So like, uh, it was just it was just crap. And wow, Clark Kent is a jerk. Like I was really like, if if that was sort of like. Um, I mean, you, you have these portrayals still, like of the like the smart-ass guy who's like really sexist and everything. But like, I don't know what it, what what it is about this that rubbed me so wrong. But it's just, I think it's just the naturalness of it. Yeah, it's just, it's so hey, little in lady. Place. Yeah, yeah. God, you're such a jerk. And I just like, I didn't find Superman to be cool at all. I thought he was just a butthead the whole time, and all of it sucked. It just sucked. Okay, <laughs> I, I gotta I've, I've gotta go with you on this one. I'm I'm gonna be a little nicer because I I don't even know why. I, to me, I guess it's so mediocre yeah. that I can only get so mad about it. I yeah. Guess. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it one mansplaining superhero for all of the reasons that you said. And I'm also going to add another rating, and I'm going to give it five out of five Clark Kent smug grins because that dude I've never seen so much smugness. Oh yeah, in my he was super smug the entire time. Yeah. He's like. Oh, uh, I'll I've, land this plane. Yeah. Don't lose your compass. Oh, I saved the chief. I saved the chief. It's just a gorilla. I like, found the diamond. I don't, like, indigenous people in this episode were props mm -hmm. to a point that I don't think we've seen ever before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, totally just part of the scenery. Yeah. And it was all about Clark Kent's ego. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, nobody has a personality. It relies entirely on tropes. Yeah. Very, yeah, but very like, two-dimensional. Even, even those tropes have literally no personality. Like, it goes from, which you don't see in the beginning, but apparently, like, happy, simple natives just living off the land and ready to share to evil cannibals ready to kill us and sacrifice us to their jungle devil. Yeah. Back to happy, complacent, and was, simple natives. There was no actual threat of cannibalism. Like, no, that's the thing. they just keep bringing it up. Yeah, man. Yeah, so I'm going to give that a one- out of five because just the, the, it was just yeah it wasn't it was even bad. entertaining it wasn't even no. entertaining no. no it was just crap yeah it was it was kind of like when we watched avatar last time we were like when is this ever going to be over yeah with this one it's like it's over already nothing happened yeah 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 it was really short and yeah well there you go that's i think our if we shut up now that's like our shortest episode oh oh great okay yeah, this is a race against time so thank you very much for listening to otopemsu squawak kitsikis cook metis in space 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 Open the square, keep your kisses in space.